All right, how we doing, everybody? It is 2-14-20. I'm your host, Will Reddington, and welcome to another episode of Red Talk. Pat Sheehan is here to help me break down Louisville's loss to Georgia Tech, Kentucky's constant improvement, NBA All-Star Weekend, the NFL quarterback carousel, and much, much more. Before we do, our show is brought to you by O'Shea's Irish Pub. Come out to 956 Baxter Avenue for $5 appetizers before 6 o'clock every Monday through Friday. All right, let's get it going. Right, Pat. It's been a while. How's it going? How's your life? Oh, it's going pretty well. Um, just getting over some uh, pretty serious illness. Yeah. Uh, per usual, uh, if you know me, uh, happens to me quite often. Yeah, like once a year. Yeah. Uh, this time pneumonia. That's a new one for me. That Has, sucks. hasn't been pneumonia my whole life. Um, yeah. But here it is. But combined with the flu. But nice you know, little parlay I'm, there. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. But uh, I'm better and stronger because of it, you know, just another step in the road. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. yeah. Trials and tribulations. That's a beautiful story. Well, I'm it, glad that you're feeling better. Uh, pretty much no chance I get the flu again this year because I've already had it. So. Oh, that's huge. But it was type B and I didn't get the flu shot, so I may still get type A. That would be crazy. That would be, yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's not out of the realm There's only two types? I don't know how many types there are. I'm sure, I'm sure there's like a few more because we just keep getting these like, coronavirus and swine flu all these new things that happen every year you had swine flu back in the day right yeah 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 it's cool if if it's been an illness i pretty much had it okay and i may have had coronavirus i don't know let's try to avoid that yeah Yeah. i'm I'm glad you're okay yeah thanks man i'm glad to be back yeah just one more year until this happens again yeah future me will worry about it yeah that's that's for future you let's get into some college hoops tough night for my louisville cardinals last night not great. Yeah, lost at 11-13, and 13, Georgia Tech. This was Louisville's first loss to a team with a losing record since they lost to 1-2 Western Kentucky in 2008. Wow. Yeah. So it, wow. it didn't feel, you know, you're watching the game and you're like, oh, well, of course this game's like this. Georgia Tech only lost at the Yum Center by four. The spread's only five and a half. Louisville's down the whole time, so you're not surprised. Mm-hmm. But Kentucky didn't beat them by much either. Yeah, but when you see the loss after and you see those stats, like that was it's a bad loss. It's bad. Yeah. It's lose anytime you lose to an a losing record team this late in the season, it's not great. But it is also it's conference loss. You know, this stuff happens in conference sometimes. For it's, sure. And this is also their like longest winning streak since nineteen eighty three. Mm-hmm. In conference play or something. And they're in the ACC now, and that's the hardest conference they've ever been in outside of maybe a few years with the Big East. Yeah, given how the ACC looks right now. But in terms of as a whole, I'd say the ACC is a tougher conference. But there were a lot of negatives with the Louisville performance last night, just a lot of lackadaisical play, a lot of guys that just really didn't bring it at all. You hate to see 15 minutes, 1.0 for 1 from the field from Darius Perry in his hometown, you know, going back to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Fresh Kimball, you know, 0 for 5 from the field, 2 points. And he has the final play where he just falls down. Yeah, it was a tough Twitter night for him, but he's had some good games for Louisville. So it's just tough. You have these are college kids, and they're gonna have off nights. And if you tell me that they're gonna win that many games in a row and then they're gonna lose one, I'm like, that's fine. This team, they just if Nora's not there, it's hard for them to kind of overcome it. And they have done it before. They did it against Duke when he didn't really show up as much as you all kind of needed him to. But you all still prevailed in that game. But I mean. Saw it against UK. You all were still had a chance to win, but he didn't play well. He didn't. He definitely did not play well last night. And he kind of gets in these moods if 
if he didn't start out the game strong, he gets the ball and he passes it right back to somebody. He wants no part of it. Yeah, well, he can't really create his own shot. Like, for a guy that's as offensively talented as Jordan mm-hmm. War is, he can't really create his own shot. He is an incredible shooter from 10 feet, from 30 feet. It doesn't matter. He is awesome at just making shots, which is such a big part of basketball. But he isn't a great dribbler, and he is very athletic. Like, he has some awesome highlight clips of him being way above the rim, dunking it, throwing it down. Yeah, for sure. But you don't see a lot of um, moves from him in terms of getting mm-hmm. his own shot that looks smooth, that look like they'll work at the next level. And if his teammates aren't getting him shots, it's it's like he won't even shoot. And, and I mean, you see two points last night. That's... That's crazy. I mean, he had 37 at Boston College. Right. And Boston College is probably a better team than mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. But he only shot the ball six times. He made one of them. It was a dunk. Yeah, him only taking six shots is just inexcusable. Like, he has, he's the best player on the team, maybe the best player in the conference. Yeah. He has to take more than six shots. I yeah. Mean, he just has to. If you're going to play McMahon 21 minutes, he has to give you more than that. To be able to play in the ACC and then when he gets to the NCAA tournament, if he gives you that kind of production, he's just not going to play. Yeah, and that's that's one of those nights for him where it was an off night. He got a lot of open looks and he just didn't make them. Mm-hmm. And still, as a fan, every time it comes out of his hands when he's open, you're thinking, that's a great shot. We want that shot every time down. So even if when he misses, it's like you're kind of living with it. But I think he got so much playing time last night because Chris Mack couldn't get anything from Kimball or Perry. Mm-hmm. And somebody has to be out there. Now, Williamson did make our only three out of the first 16 that we shot in the game. That's not very good. And we actually made two three-pointers the entire game. Malik Williams hit one. He also missed some. And there's your positive from last night. Malik Williams, 16 points, eight rebounds, five of 11 from the field. And David Johnson, who was really struggling, just turns it on like a kid in the backyard, just like I'm down six, I'm down seven, and I'm not going to be anymore. And I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster than all these guys. I'm just going to go lay it up over yeah. and over again. And that's what he was doing at the end of the game. And it was just so unfortunate that he fouled out because mm-hmm. they missed a free throw down two. And I would have bet my life that he would have gone and laid it up again. That's all he was yeah. doing. That's encouraging to see from a freshman that yeah. this late in the season, he hasn't really got the opportunity until a few games ago. And He's really taking advantage of it and really good to see, especially a Louisville kid doing like stuff like this. Yeah, and just to take control, to like you said, war is not there offensively. To take control like that and just to do it at the rim. And he's drawing fouls. He's making his free throws, and then he intentionally fouls, and Kimball comes back in, and I guess Kimball was thinking, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run that same play where we don't pass, and I just dribble it and lay it up. And it's like, well, you're six foot, and he's six six, Yeah. And he's better than you. Yeah, it was it was tough. You you hate to see Bora not get a touch on the last possession, or just any Louisville Cardinal get a touch on yeah. the last possession outside of Fresh oh, Kimball. Only getting the game only down to two at that point. Yeah. Props to Georgia Tech though; they have that little guard on their team. I, I can't remember what his name is, but he guards Wara so well. He is so undersized. He did the same thing at the Yum Center, and he just kind of gets under him and makes him uncomfortable, gives him no space, makes him put the ball on the floor. Really impressive performance from that guy. Really impressive performance from Passner and Georgia Tech as a whole. I mean, they ineligible to go to the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. this year. You wouldn't expect them to have a great year, but this is the kind of win for them where they can feel good about themselves. For again. sure, for sure. But it, it's just one loss for Louisville. They're coming back with Clemson on Saturday at 4 o'clock. They obliterated Clemson last mm-hmm. time they played them, but expect to see a similar spread. At Clemson this weekend, Clemson and Georgia. Clemson's probably a better team than Georgia yep. Tech. Clemson has a good, some good wins this year. They've and been some good teams. Good wins at home. They beat Duke at home. 
So that is not going to be like it was last time. But I watched every bounce of that Louisville-Clemson game earlier this year, and, man, I mean, Clemson was horrible. Just nonstop, mm-hmm. wide-open missed threes. So I don't have any reason to believe that Louisville's going to lose both games this week, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as that 25-plus point blowout that we had last time. Yeah, uh, The Cats get another win in Tennessee. That was two. Yeah. Back-to-back, real nice. But they faced some similar adversity uh, as Louisville did mm-hmm. on Tuesday night because they're down big at Vandy, and Vandy's not good. Terrible. And they withstand the blow. They actually end up winning easily. The second half is as dominant as you've seen UK, and UK's been known to struggle at Vanderbilt with the weird benches under the basket. And Yeah, yeah they were down 14 with like two minutes left to go in the first half and ended up winning the game by 14. You know, we just – Saw good things from Hagens mostly. That was the guy I was happiest with with his performance because he has been having a lot more turnovers than assists lately, and he had eight assists and one turnover last game against Vandy. So that's um, really encouraging to see from him for sure. Yeah, he's close to a triple double there with ten rebounds and mm-hmm. eleven points. It's mm-hmm. a great performance. Yeah, he uh, he played really really hard, and you could see how how into it he was, how emotional he was, and love to see that. But this is probably the Maxi's best game that he's played. He did not – it seemed like he every decision he made was calculated and he didn't take any bad shots. He got to the rim, played through bumps, man. He he looked awesome. He did. He's so good. He's so fun to watch. He's so fluent. 10 of 17 from the field, 25 points. He played 38 minutes and quickly played 37. Mm-hmm. Those guys are so good. They're such good shooters and finishers, and they seem to simplify basketball. and. The biggest play of the game turned it for me was you come out of a timeout. I think you're up five. The game's still in question. I think it's like 63 to 58 right around that area. And Cal draws up a sweet play for quickly to get a wide open three. And it's just mm-hmm. nothing but net. And he's yeah. going down the court talking to the crowd and everything. But he's probably being positive to the crowd. I'm assuming it was probably 75% UK fans in there. Probably. Even, yeah. yeah. But, but he, he made, then I guess it was the very next play. He, Back-to-back threes. But both of those guys, even with a guy like Tyler Harrow on your team last year, that was an issue for UK. You got Mm -hmm. Hagens, you got Keldon Johnson. Can this team shoot the three ball very well? P.J. Washington kind of figures it out at the next level, but not really at a high percentage for UK. And now you have these two guys that are just marksmen, absolute dead on. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you – you probably didn't, but it's called – they call it The Journey. It's what UK Basketball's Twitter puts out. Yeah, so, Pat, I'm not watching The Journey from UK yeah, well, Basketball's I'm just, Twitter. It kind of went viral just because of the sentence they left in, what Cal said after the game. Uh, so he it's a video of him walking in the locker room after all the players are sitting down waiting on him, and he points it quickly, and he goes, how about Mr. Big Balls over there with back-to-back threes to seal it for us? Lily called him Mr. Big Balls, and UK Twitter put that out. It's pretty insane. It's, it's on their Twitter still. <laughs> you guys kind of did that with Aaron Harrison a few years, too. That's Through kinda, memes. It wasn't your coach, though. It was kind of yeah. the, and the we've Twitter had, world. We've had other players say, like, oh, he's got he's got big balls, you know, like in interviews and saying that. I just don't players. know how this turned into a conversation about big balls. <laughs> well, it did. Let's move on to Ole Miss now. <laughs> so you have Ole Miss on Saturday. You beat them 80-76 to 76 the last time you played them last year. That's a close game. Ole Miss mm-hmm. is not very good. They are coming to Rupp. They are 13-11. and 11. The game last year that was close was at Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about that? Uh, they just won by 30 uh, on Tuesday against Mississippi State. Which, Rivalry game. The Egg yeah, Bowl. They beat them really badly. But, I mean, they're also 13-11. I'm not too worried about it. I don't know too much about Ole Miss, to be honest. But um, 
I see. The, I don't see the Cats having much problem with them. They're not going to blow them out because they don't blow anybody out. Yeah. But I could ten point game, something like that. Yeah. Ole Miss is pretty good at home. Mm-hmm. They are not good on the road. Just okay. that, that's as simple as it gets. They went to Florida, lost seventy one to fifty five. Played Florida at home on my birthday this past Saturday. Beat them sixty eight to fifty one. Okay. Which is a direct, you know, 30 plus point difference. And that's kind of the story for Ole Miss. I did watch them play at LSU the Saturday before. They Mm -hmm. were down really big early, and they came back and made a competitive 10 point loss for them. Exactly. But on a three game winning streak, all those games being at home, South Carolina by 14, Florida by 17, and Mississippi State by 25. South Carolina looked really good last night against Georgia. Just beat the brakes off him at Georgia. I know Georgia's not very good, but Ole Miss has the capability of being competitive. They just yeah, they can do it. Could also not as mm-hmm. well. Let's get into some NBA, and then we'll go back to college here in a bit. But I want to talk about the All Star Weekend. Before we do, my dad and little brother went to the Pacers Bucks game. What an awesome game to go to! Yeah, it, it was a great game. It had it on no chase, but just a sweet picture of Brent dapping up Demontis Sabonis yeah. before the game. I just don't know how they get that access, but that's <laughs> pretty sweet. The Pacers were an immediate lock, and they coasted against a team with uh, the NBA's best record. But as Austin predicted on the last episode, Giannis doesn't play. His son's born on February 10th. That's real nice. Congrats, Giannis. Mm-hmm. I did see that. On Twitter, nine months to the date of the birth of his child. So, you know, perceived conception date, maybe, was the day that they beat the Celtics game five of the playoffs last year and advanced, won the series 4-1. <laughs> so, congrats on that, Giannis. But yeah, dude, yeah, congrats. It's, it's a huge bummer, and that's just, it sucks so bad about the NBA. I know there's not anything you can do about it, but that is like the best player in the league top three and you're going you're going to sit that close and he's just not going to play yeah that's tough but good for the Pacers though they lost six in a row yeah until this point really struggling the uh, team with the best record in the NBA and that, that and the Bucks were six and oh against the spread without Giannis yeah. and the game was a pick last night just felt like that was due to, to change or to flip the Bucks just can't be invincible but really nice win for the Pacers I think that kind of gets them back on track they were only one in five since Oladipo returned which sucks because he's so good but mm-hmm. he kind of isn't really fitting with this brogdon sabonis pick and roll they run all the time yeah. but it's still i think the pacers can make a run the bucks probably are too let's talk about all-star weekend uh three-point contest dunk contest you can of course bet on this stuff so let's get into it so i where i've looked tw- twice now they still have lillard listed as getting odds for the three-point contest and he should not be because he is hurt he is not participating in that and he is not participating in the all-star game so these odds could change maybe a good idea to to take this early if you're actually gonna bet on stuff like this i understand if you don't but the three-point contest who do you like i'll take buddy healed you know i just think he might be i don't know if he's the best shooter or not but with the value of plus 600 i'll, I'll take that all, all day long. Chris Middleton's in this skills challenge, mm-hmm. and I just don't get it. Yep. I wish he was in this three-point contest because <laughs> I would take him immediately. But, yeah, Buddy Heald, six-and-a-half to one. That's pretty good. So here's the odds. So we got Damian Lillard, three-and-a-half to one, not participating in the event. Davis Bertans of the Washington Wizards, five to one. Duncan Robinson, the most catch-and-shoot threes in the league, mm-hmm. four to one out of Michigan, plays for the Heat. And then Joe Harris, reigning champion from yep. the Nets, five to one. Trey Young, four to one. It's low. I, mm. I don't know. I don't know how it fits him. I don't. I don't like Trey Young on this. Is it too close? Then it might be too close. Bit, yeah. it might be too close. And then Zach Levine on in his home gym, seven and a half to one. I feel like that's going to be a really popular pick. And then my pick, Devonte Graham, the long shot from Buzz City, Charlotte Hornets, ten to one. 
That's who I like. Yeah, any of them could win. I mean, it's just three yeah, pointers. It's up in there. I mean, you they're know, all NBA players. Yeah. I mean, the dunk contest we have four contestants: Aaron Gordon plus one twenty-five, Derek Jones Jr. plus one fifty, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton, the white guy from Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, plays for the Bucks. He is in the dunk contest, and he is not the long shot. He is plus four hundred, and then Dwight Howard, plus five hundred, five to one, the long shot. Who do you mm-hmm. like there? I think that Aaron Gordon thinks that he got robbed in the last one yeah, that he's he participated. Pro- he's probably in. got some stuff up his sleeve. Definitely, I, th- I don't think that there's any way he loses it. I mean, he's, I think he's the bounciest. I mean, he's not the tallest because of Dwight Howard, but I mean, he gets up probably the highest of anybody. The way I look at this is. Who looks the coolest when they dunk? I think it's all about looking cool, optically pleasing stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is Derek Jones Jr. from the Heat. If you just look up highlights of this guy's dunks, he jumps higher than everyone in the league by a lot. And it's not an accident that he's in this contest. Mm-hmm. That's my pick to win at plus 150. I think he's just capable of doing more than everyone in there. It's I don't know how creative he got in his practicing. Hopefully he's got some cool stuff to pull out. Because that's a lot of it. A lot of it's preparation and planning. And you can tell some years that some guys don't really do it or they're not able to execute the sweet plan that they have and they completely botch it at the beginning. Gordon's been there before. He knows he's seen the lights and everything. Very true. So has Dwight. Dwight's got to have something to prove. For Dwight to agree to do this, he has to have something up his sleeve. Yeah, I don't know what it could be, though. I mean, maybe he just jumps over Nate Robinson or something like that. That would be classic. (laughs) It would be. (laughs) He honestly will probably do that. We'll probably be able to save this clip. He'll probably be there. I mean, why wouldn't he be? What else does Nate Robinson have to do on a Saturday in February? I don't know. He's probably at All-Star Weekend. That's where everybody's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look at the celebrity game. So the celebrity game is weird because it's on during the Rising Stars Challenge. It's so weird. They do it's it every year. Sense. The celebrity game starts at like 7, and the Rising Stars Challenge will start at like 8.30. And the celebrity game will be at ESPN. The Rising Stars Challenge will be at 8.30. And it's weird. I always find myself watching the celebrity game and then immediately turning it off when the Rising Stars comes on so I can Mm -hmm. see like some real basketball and some cool dunks. But not every year has been like that. So have you taken a look at these rosters? The two coaches are Stephen A. Smith Mm -hmm. and Michael Wilbon. So it's just an epic matchup. But these rosters, they're pretty even. Who are you going with here? Um, I'm going with uh, Stephen A. Because they have Quavo, and he's like the only one I see that actually dribbles a basketball. I wonder if Chance the Rapper's good. I mean, he's from Chicago. That's probably why he's the captain. Yeah, he's performing um, at the All-Star oh, game, too. too. Yeah, I don't know if he is or not. Um, he kind of seems like a dork. I don't know if he can hoop at all. But uh, I'm going to go with that team because Quavo. Yeah, I understand. Both teams have two former NBA players, and it's mm-hmm. actually Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles who have that podcast yeah, yeah. together. And WNBA players, they each have one. Uh, team Wilbon has Chelsea Gray. Team Stephen A has Asia Wilson. And I think I'm going with Asia Wilson. But I'm going to have to go with Team Wilbon because they have Jadena, the classic oh, man. Oh, yeah, the classic man. Is yeah. he any good? I uh, can't call it, but I, <laughs> I am a huge fan of his, yeah. and that's my favorite song ever. So I'm going to go with him. Don't hate it. Yeah, and they also have Bad Bunny and Common. So yeah, it's just Common's hard to see the blue. And Famous Los. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. I, Hannibal Burris, probably not very good. No, no chance. Mm-mm. No, hard to see him being good. It's uh, tough. Uh, Ronnie 2K. He's a celebrity. He, I mean, he's the 2K guy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like 2K is like the biggest game out, right? 2K used to just screw me so much. I just can't be a fan of Ronnie 2K. I wish they'd bring back the old people. Like when Bieber was in it, that was always tight. Yeah. I, c- I could kind of do without Kevin Hart being in it. but uh, Yeah, Kevin Hart is just 
it's like a Kevin Hart TV show yeah. when he's in it. We're just following him around the entire time. Mm-hmm. I miss the little Bow Wow days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The way he used to move so fast across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> that was heat. Uh, I was a huge fan of that. So I'm going to try to explain these new all-star game rules to you. Okay. Um, a few things. Uh, Team LeBron is all wearing blue and number two for Kobe's daughter. Mm-hmm. And Team Giannis is all wearing red and number 24 for Kobe Bryant. So, yes, they will all be the same number. Um, and we have this new format. And I didn't like it at first. I kind of thought they were doing too much. But as I read about it a little more, I do think it makes it more interesting to watch. It's kind of what they did in the basketball tournament, right? When you a little bit, a yeah, point. at the end, at yeah. the end. It's entertaining. You know, like, it, it's one night a year, so you may as well test it. It's not like you're putting out an eight-week-long TV show and mm-hmm. you, you're going to blow it for people for two months and you're not going to get any action. Yeah. And these gonna teams aren't going to have a loss on their record and exactly. mess up their playoff chances or anything like that. You, you can't really lose. You may get bashed no. on Twitter a little bit, but then you'll throw it out. But each but, of the first three quarters are going to begin with a score of 0-0 zero to zero that will last 12 minutes. And at the start of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through three quarters and adding 24 points. So it kind of makes all three quarters matter, Mm -hmm. if you think about it like that, even though they reset. Once the final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter and the first team to reach the final target score will win the NBA All-Star Game. You get it. Okay. Yeah, I get it, but if all the scores are cumulative, why do they reset the points? I, I think they're going to add it. They, they're going to put the total points on the scoreboard in the fourth quarter, from what I assume. Like, a, every quarter is going to count for charity. Okay. I'm very interested to see how it goes. Yeah. It is funny how they have this draft now where they don't mm-hmm. do the East versus West, which seems really unnecessary to me. No matter how overmatched you think one conference is, it's the All-Star game. They're not as overmatched as you think. Anybody no. can win. It, maybe a couple years ago it was like that, but it's not this year. Definitely not. Definitely not. And you see this draft go down. Giannis' starting lineup is completely East guys, <laughs> yeah. and LeBron is completely West. Why are we wasting our time with this? Yeah. Poor Donovan Mitchell gets drafted last. I mean, I just hate the process. That's another. I haven't been on here in a while, and that's what I want to talk about. Don Mitchell's a great guy. You know, does a lot for the community. Reps Uvell. Yeah, whatever. what are you about to say, dude? Devin Booker should have been in over him. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> you tell Devin Booker to win some meaningful basketball games just for one year in his career, just once. And Damian Lillard, he made two shots, dude, the other night. Like that was like the last game I watched. Right. Said, they are pretty good. I like to watch the Suns. Kelly Oubre is awesome too, mm-hmm. but. You just got to win. It's been proven year after year like that. that's kind of what they've been going with lately. Like They'll put more players in off good teams. Remember that one year every single player from the Hawks started? Yeah. But. That's just what they do. I'm saying that's the process. Like That's why it doesn't surprise me at all. Donovan and Gobert getting in was pretty surprising. I kind of thought they would take mm-hmm. one Jazz player, but the Jazz have been good. They're top four or five team in the Western Conference. They're in fourth right now. They beat the Heat last night. And Donovan is – their best player. So, I mean, I think it makes sense that he's in there. Lillard's out now. So, it, Lillard actually came out and said that Booker should take his spot. Mm-hmm. So, we should be getting in there. I can't imagine the NBA wants to stir the pot any more than they already have with right. that by putting someone else over him in. Do you want to talk about the skills competition, the odds for that? Do you have any uh, opinion on it? Yeah, both UK guys. Yeah, we got Shea Gildas-Alexander out there at plus 400. Yeah, yeah. And, and then bam, is the, the big guy. Shot. Yeah, long shot, as he should be. You wouldn't think he... Longer legs than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Longer arms, too, closer to the Facts. target. Yeah. 
Didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I have no opinion on the skills challenge. Yeah, anybody can win. Yeah. But it's, uh, Carl went out there and won it a few years ago. Um, yeah. You know, it just anybody could win. It's not really. It is what it is. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a skills challenge. It's just fun to watch. It's I'll cool. watch yeah. it. I'll probably put 10 bucks on somebody right before yeah. it starts. Um, let's move back to college basketball. We talked about Louisville Clemson a little bit. We talked about Kentucky Ole Miss a little bit. Is there any other notable games you're looking at this weekend? So there's Maryland at Michigan State. Who's unranked. Unranked. Yeah, it's um, – I mean, as they sh- kind of should be. I mean, they've yeah. lost like eight games now. Coming off a nice win at Illinois, though. Yeah. Which uh, they won off that sweet dunk put back. And then the poor Illinois guy dribbled down, and it looked like he just destroyed his leg. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not pretty. But, there was a lot of people reaching out on Twitter, like, man, I hope he's okay. Yeah. But Michigan State, it, it's weird. A big cat tweeted it, and I totally feel the same way. I feel like they could, like, not make the tournament, and I feel like they could win the championship. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've played really good against some good teams, and they've played pretty poorly in some games. I mean, I don't know about them. Yeah. It, that's pretty much like every team in college basketball, though. Like, they just come out and lay eggs sometimes, and then... Very true, except for the Baylor Bears, who except, yeah. who really don't. And Gonzaga. And this was a big week for West Virginia, who's ranked 14th. Kansas came in there last night. West Virginia's favored by one. West Virginia's up 49-44 to 44 with about three and a half minutes left. They don't score again. Kansas beats yeah. them 58-49. to 49. Huge win for the Big 12. Huge win for, like, seeding. And I just felt like that was a game Kansas was going to drop, and they don't. I, I saw this tweet saying... Kansas is the best like Ken Palm defensive ranked team in the NCAA since 2002. Wow. And it, it feels that way watching them. They just protect the paint so well, but also like you're not shooting open threes on them either. West Virginia really gets up and down the floor some nights. And I just thought that was really impressive. But Baylor goes to West Virginia. What a week. Two games at home. Two top five opponents coming in there. Is this where Baylor slips up? Can West Virginia lose both these games this week? West Virginia could definitely lose both these games. I mean, yeah, it's tough scheduling. Yeah, Baylor. I mean, they're the best team. They won at Kansas. That doesn't happen hardly ever. They've stayed pretty strong. They've had that one spot, and they jumped Gonzaga to get it, and they haven't let up at all. I mean, they've came close in some games, but they always pulled out. They yeah. played tough against Texas this past week. They do. They're and just they're good on the road. Yeah, they're good at home. Yeah, there's no reason to assume that they won't win, but they have to be due to lose. So I'm taking West Virginia. There you go. How about that West Virginia Kansas game only being on ESPN Plus? Insane. Insane. Two top 15 teams. Yeah. I don't you can know only stream doing. it. That is so dumb by ESPN. I have ESPN Plus. There you go. I have it too. Nice. That's I got hard. it from my little brother. I got it with Shout out Hulu. Colin. I got it with the Hulu oh, Disney Plus yeah. package. That's, that's what he got. Yeah. Epic. And he gave, yeah. Cool stuff. Let's talk about, we, we've seen on Instagram the last few days that Philip Rivers is not going to return to the Chargers and Tom Brady likes this post, which totally means nothing, but... There's a lot of predictions going around. Taysom Hill's tweeting that if New Orleans doesn't view him as a starting quarterback, then he's gone. And Lucas Nally, who's come on here before, had a hilarious tweet where he quotes it and says, the Guardians need you, bro. <laughs> Which is an XFL team. Hilarious. But it just a lot of names could be changing. And usually at the quarterback position, you see only like five or six changes a year. Mm-hmm. And this year we could easily be in double digits. And it could maybe get to almost half the league do you have any opinion on this from a very base standpoint who you think teams end up going with uh, where you think certain guys are going to go so tom brady is going to stay where he's at you think yeah it's weird to imagine the patriots with a new quarterback right and like who would even be what if they got andy dalton do you think that they win any games with andy dalton i literally saw the andy dalton photoshopped into an xfl uniform (laughs) yesterday (laughs) what i mean they 
have this system. I'm not saying that Tom Brady is just the average quarterback that, I mean, he's definitely gone out there and won games just based on his arm and without the system, you know, just making plays and audibles and stuff. be interesting to see if they're just any average Joe quarterback could go in the system and do well and succeed. And they put him, I mean, they're smart enough. They know Andy Dalton's strengths. They know what they could do for him. That would be um, so crazy if Andy Dalton was the quarterback would. of the Patriots. Yeah, and they actually won some games. I think Teddy ends up being the quarterback in Carolina. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think that he definitely leaves this offseason, and I think he ends up in Carolina. I could see Cam Newton being a bear. I think the Bears give just absolutely give up on Trubisky this mm-hmm. offseason. I don't think they put their fans, their their fans who care a lot more than other fans. Oh yeah. Through another season of that, especially with all the talent they have on offense and defense. I think it's somebody different in Chicago, even if it's not Cam Newton. And uh, I think Rivers, a lot of buzz has been placed on the Colts recently. And I just don't I, I think he ends up somewhere in Florida, Tampa Bay, or maybe with Dolphins. I, he wants to be in Florida. I That's think what he, he said. Has a, he has a better chance of going to both those teams than the Dolphins. That's Fitzpatrick's team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can see him going to the Jaguars. I yeah. Mean, the the Jaguars also. Yeah. Totally. I mean, and if he goes to the Bucks, I could easily see Jameis filling that role in Indianapolis. And oh, that yeah. team feeling really good about themselves. And Jameis just had LASIK surgery. Yeah. Which is really massive. interesting to it see. It could change I mean, the entire landscape of the NFL. If you take out the bad with Jameis Winston. You're the best quarterback ever. Yeah, he threw for 5,000 yards it's probably year. true with most people, though. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, heavy numbers. I I don't know where all these guys end up, but it sure is fun to kind of. It, it is, but Cam Newton going to the Bears, I can picture him in pretty much every other jersey. Yeah, oh, it, it does. It feels it, really weird. Really, it is. That's probably the weirdest. Yeah. I think that the Chargers get their quarterback from the draft. Mm-hmm. I think that the Bengals and Dolphins do the same. The Dolphins may not go with somebody immediately, but I do think they draft a quarterback with one of those first two picks they have. They'll take two at five. Yeah, I, I think it's very yeah. possible. So They I, better take two at five. And you, you don't really know. It, it happens every year. You see mm-hmm. guys get drafted a little later, quarterbacks that you don't think are going to make an impact, and then they're out there due to injury and things like that. But it, it's going to be a fun offseason. Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what the Raiders do also. I mean, is yeah. Derek Carr their guy? Probably not. I mean, First year in Vegas, I feel like they do roll him back out there. Yeah, and I can see them drafting somebody like Jordan Love. Um, Possibly. Mm-hmm. But football, it never stops. Uh, before we get out of here, one XFL lock. So I'm going to go with the Guardians, plus six and a half. Uh, the defenders probably looked like, I guess, the best team last week. They were down a little bit. We were worried. Yeah. We had the uh, nine and a half. Yeah. They end up winning by 11, which is insane how Vegas just puts out nine and a half spread on the very first XFL game. And it was and, nine. It was going to fall yeah. at nine like the whole time. Yeah. Like, how do you guys know this? Yeah. The total um, was like dead on yeah. really close. Yeah. But I will take the Guardians. I thought they looked pretty good. Um, yeah. And you're getting the six and a half. Yeah. Matt McGloin was pretty mm-hmm. solid out yeah, there. I'll take it. I'm not mad at it. It's actually up to plus seven now. Oh, hell yeah. Give yeah, me that so plus seven. Congrats on that plus seven. I am going to ride things out with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Looked great. I think they're drastically undervalued. They're plus eight at the Houston Roughnecks yeah. this weekend. Houston Roughnecks and the St. Louis Battlehawks. What an awesome. It sounds like a game of NFL blitz. Yeah. Battlehawks, they were plus nine and a half, one outright last week. Yeah. Solid. Tam- Tamu, I mean, he pretty mobile. Not bad. He's not bad. No. They just looked good. I, I think if you're looking at taking some of these XFL games this weekend to have fun, you got to take somebody that looked good. For sure. Don't take a team that looked bad. Yeah, don't take a team that looked bad. Don't take the Tampa Bay Vipers. (laughs) No, do not. Uh, Do you have anything you'd like to talk to me about? Uh, Yeah, do you have a favorite XFL team yet? 
I think I'm going with the DC Defenders. I just think they're the most fun, but I also like the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'm I'm with the Battlehawks. Just the closest. Yeah, they're closest, and I'm Cardinals fan. Yeah, you know, Rams. You know, yeah, they yeah. were there. They you're got blue, a football you're team. Blues fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I I have a soft spot for the Battlehawks, but I wanted to pick a team that I thought was going to be fun to watch and cheer for. And mm-hmm. roster wise, that's totally the Defenders. So, what do you think about the new MLB playoff structure? It's pretty pretty weird, but I mean. It's pretty intriguing too. I like I'm it. here for it. I yeah. like the idea of picking who you play. Yeah, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, it's just we want to play you, and then everybody or whoever yeah. gets picked, like, oh, you want to play us? You think you got a DC? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like you, both sides are fired up, uh-huh. and I don't think that baseball needs to change that. Really, five teams make the playoffs, and it's basically four, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, five teams from each side, mm-hmm. and I I kind of like that. I, I like the wild card unless you're playing in it, but I don't know. Like the NBA lets half their teams in the playoffs, more than half. Yeah, it's sixteen of thirty. And mm. baseball, it's just like it's so hard to get yeah, there. Yeah, it's super hard. So I wouldn't mind the idea of the Cubs possibly having an extra game mm-hmm. in some context. So I, I'm totally down for that, but. Because yeah, they'll probably need that seven spot to get in. Yeah, probably. I mean, honestly, this is not looking great every day. It's like Chris Bryant's going here. I'm just like, he's under club control for two years. Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> and March 26th, though. March 26th. I'll be ready to rock. Yeah. One other thing. I don't know if you've been following it at all, uh, but our guy Vince Marrow at Kentucky, you know who that is? He's our um, associate head coach, but he's the tight ends coach, but he's like our main recruiter. Okay. And Michigan State is prepared to pay him, make him the highest-paid non-head coach or coordinator in college football. That's cool. Over a million dollars. So Kentucky supposedly matched it today. So it's up to Vince Marrow. But he is – the players were getting in only hit because of him. Like, he he is seriously the best recruiter – He's he's a top ten recruiter in the nation, the it, best recruiter definitely that UK has ever seen. It sounds like it, and UK has consistently shown itself in those top twenty five recruiting rankings, mm-hmm. and it's made a huge difference with how far the football program has come the last few years, and that makes a lot of sense. A lot of times, it's a guy that you don't really know behind no. the scenes, and I think you can tell by Michigan State making that offer the impact that he possibly has. But yeah, I mean that's that's huge, and I do think that's really cool that UK matched it that UK recognizes his mm-hmm. worth and you know, we can't lose this guy we don't want to lose this guy so we're going to do whatever it takes but I don't know I feel like he'll probably stay at UK I don't know what a big jump Michigan State is from Kentucky these days Kentucky is definitely in a better conference Michigan State has been to the college football playoff before so slept on but I don't see that happening again anytime no, soon no I don't yeah and I mean Kentucky I mean we'll probably never get there either yeah but I mean we're we're trending that way yeah I mean, I mean at least you're in a and now like he lives in Kentucky you know his kids are probably going to school here he's married he's hanging out like he's probably likes his life here you got to pick up and you got to move to make the same amount of money for a program that's like kind of on the same level i don't see him doing that yeah that they're like who we it's michigan state and west virginia who like are toughest competitors in recruiting hmm. that's who and if he were like they're, the, they're they're the ops like yeah. the michigan state in recruiting wise like they get the exact same players as we do huh and for him just to go up there and that's what he pitches to these guys like in michigan and all that kind of stuff is like you want to come play SEC, but we're the most North SEC team, so come play with us. You don't want to play Big Ten. Yeah. And But then it's, oh, you want to play Big Ten. Like, you, this is what you need. Yeah. So that would be really weird for him to switch like that. Yeah, definitely. Just completely change his mm-hmm. way of talking to people almost. Yeah. But 
I don't know. We'll see. I'd say things are trending positively for the Cavs. The Louisville baseball team starts their season on Friday at Ole Miss. Preseason oh, number one. How about yeah, it? Preseason number one and two in some polls. Vanderbilt is also very good. I'm sure they uh, always are. Louisville's lineup, you don't have to learn hardly any new guys. The weekend pitching rotation is incredible with Detmers, Bobby Miller, and Luke Smith. Uh, this Louisville baseball team is going to be the best ever. I definitely encourage you all to watch them. The ACC Network, uh, the way ESPN Plus come along, that entire streaming world has basically given you the right to watch every single college baseball game, which was totally the opposite of the case four or five years ago. But they start this weekend at Ole Miss, home opener on Wednesday night, and then home series next weekend. It is a little cold. I'm one minute away from the baseball stadium you in terms of living. It's a little cold, but you can watch all of these games almost on the ESPN app or somewhere. This team's going to be fun, so if the basketball team gets you down, if you're looking at the football recruiting and you don't like it, Louisville baseball, don't just jump in in the College World Series this year because you can have a lot more fun before that happens. Seven more games left in college basketball. Crazy. Uh, yeah. And that sucks. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Sucks. Just let me think about the positive part about Louisville baseball starting. Yeah, dude, you got college baseball starting. You're yeah. good. Here we go. Yeah, I'm good. TTYL. <laughs>